Good morning. I'm Alex Gardner, and, I'm and I currently serve as the Youth Advisory Council representative along with Connor Samples for the high school class. With me today is Lindsay Myers, and we will be talking about how teamwork makes the dream work. Our acronym for today is going to be UNITY. To begin with, let's read from the New International Version from Isaiah 6, 8. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. So what, does this Bible, so what does the Bible want us to understand about the clay and the potter? Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. And, and if that nation I warned, warned <laughs> repents of its evil, then I will relent and not inflict on the disaster I had planned. And if it does evil in my sight and does not obey me, then I will reconsider the good I had intended to do for it. In Galatians 3.28 we read, there is neither Jew nor Gentile, nor slave nor, f nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 4, 11 through 13, we read, Sir Christ himself gave the apostles, prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Until we all reach unity in faith and in knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. As children of God, instead of enemies, only when we start from the common ground of Jesus our King can we truly see the differences in new way. When we see each other as precious in the sight of God, we see how truly foolish our problems with one another are, and we can work together in unity to bring hope to the world. In Psalms 133.1, it states, how wonderful, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. And in verse 3, we read, Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mounts of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced blessing, even life everlasting. This brings us to our point. The first point is... That's not the first point. Here it is. Sorry. Through these verses, we learn that God has created each of us to all be different. He wants us to embrace our differences, not try to hide them. There are many various ways people are different, physically and mentally. Examples of our physical differences include short, tall, skinny, fat, male, and female, and the list goes on. There are many examples of mental differences, which include being good at problem solving and the dreaded math, whereas others are more artistically inclined. We have different culture and religious differences like Jews and Gentile, but it is important for all of us as individuals to embrace those skills, which lead us to our first point, unity, which stands for unique. In Exodus, we read about God delivering the Israelites from the Egyptians, but that was not without the people doubting the Lord. Whenever Moses led the Israelites to the Red Sea, the Israelites feared that they would not be able to cross and would end up back in the hands of the Egyptians. In Exodus 14, 19-22, the Lord proved himself to the Israelites. We read, And the angel of God, who went before the camp of Israel, moved and went behind them, and the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. Thus it was a cloud, and darkness to the one, and it gave light by night to the other, so that the one did not come near the other all that night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night, and made the sea into dry land, and the waters were divided. 
So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea and on the dry ground and the waters were a wall to them on the right and on their left hand. The Israelites did not trust God to save them and time and time again he proves himself to them. This leads us to our second point. Never underestimate the power of God. In scripture, it tells us in Mark 12, 31, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. 1 Corinthians 1, 10 states, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. It doesn't take one very long to look around and realize that the world that we live in is very divided. Some of the world disagreements can come within the church itself. However, many times, how many times has a church gathering or committee meeting developed in fighting and screaming simply because someone brought up the idea to change the carpet or add lights to the sanctuary? The people of God, those are, who are supposed to be unified under the banner of King Jesus, are often the worst offenders of unity. In our media-saturated conflict world, it can be easy to think that the situation has gotten worse. However, the Apostle Paul shows us that this lack of unity has existed since the first days of the church. In his first letter to the church in the city of Corinth, known for their disagreement that often become theological cage matches, Paul writes, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. When we fully grasp the amazing love that Jesus has for us and how he died for each one that we live in community with, we can begin to see them as children of God instead of enemies. Only when we start from the common ground of Jesus, our King, can we truly see our differences in a new way. When we see each other as precious in the sight of God, we see how truly foolish our problems with one another are, and we can work together in unity and bring hope to the world. In Psalms 133.1, it states... How wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live in harmony, and in verse 3 we read, Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced blessing, even life everlasting. This brings us to our next point, individuals coming together as one. In order to have church unity, it is important to be able to work as a team. So for our fourth point today, so our fourth point today is teamwork. Teamwork is mentioned in many scriptures throughout the Bible, which teaches us, but the one we read today comes from Proverbs 27:17, An iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Working effectively as a team is a great way to get a project done and grow closer together. A great example of working as a team is when we go on our mission trips. The projects assigned are projects that could not be completed by a single person, so we get split up into teams so we can complete the projects assigned and possibly even some extras. Within this group, there are people with many different talents that make the group eventually run like an old machine, even if it's not on the first day. Casey Stengel, best known as the manager of the championship New York Yankees in the 1950s and later, once said, it is easy to get good players, getting them to play together is the hard part. To demonstrate teamwork, I'm going to invite Don and Bobby up to the front for a demonstration. So the one solo cup up there crumples under the weight when you step on it. 
but when we line them all up and put this tray over top, it withstands the weight. Together, the solo cups evenly distribute the weight to achieve a common goal, showing how church members should come together to share the love of God. Imagine what we could accomplish if we worked together and in partnership with God. In John 15, 12 through 14, we read, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, if you do, if you do what I command you. Also in 1 Corinthians 1.10, we read, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. And finally, let us read this verse once again from Psalms 133.1. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Our fifth point today is your spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are something every believer is given when they receive the gift of salvation. Just as the gift of salvation is by grace through faith, so are the spiritual gifts. Our God is so generous, he is constantly giving us things. In Ephesians 4-7, it says, Christ has generously divided out his gifts to us. It's his grace at work in our lives. There are many ministry, there are ministry gifts, manifestation gifts, and motivational gifts. Let's read from Ephesians 4, 11 through 13. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of these saints for the work of ministry, for the identifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to measure of the statue, stature of the fullness of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11, it tells us, Now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge. By means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit. To other gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To others miraculous powers. To another prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. And finally, in Romans 12, 6 through 8, we read, we have different gifts according to the grace given to us. If your gift is prophesizing, then prophecy then prophecy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. And if it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraging, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Just as these scriptures share what God says, remember what the day girls sang. If we are the body, think of if we are the body, think on what think on that for just a moment. But if we are the body, why aren't his arms reaching? Why aren't his hands healing? Why aren't his words teaching? And if we are the body, why aren't his feet going? Why is his love not showing them there, there's a way? There is a way. Which part of the body are you? Think about this. We must have accountability. 
Where is your focus on worldly items and fun, or is it the focus on what God has required of us? In Matthew 28, 19, 19 through 20, it states, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. We must use our gifts, our purpose, and our calling to fulfill God's plan of unity, but can only be, can only be accomplished when we come together rather than divided. I cannot wait to see what the future has for Shiloh when we come together with the Holy Spirit to see what we can accomplish together.